0: Greetings in the name of our wonderful Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. This devotional is titled, A Deadly Lie. In Genesis 3-4, the devil, through the serpent, told Eve that if she ate of the forbidden fruit, nothing negative would happen. Oh, no, no, nothing. It'll all be fine. He said, quote, You will not surely die? No! This flatly contradicted. <clears throat> flatly contradicted what God had told Adam concerning the forbidden fruit when he said in Genesis 2.17, in the day that you eat of it, in the day that you eat of it, you shall surely die. Surely. Eve faced a major crossroads. Would she believe God or would she believe the devil? Well, the proof is in the outcome. Eve ate and then gave to her husband Adam and he also ate and the rest is death history. Death is an undeniable reality. We can't escape it. Death is everywhere in every generation. All die. The devil lied big time. We all die. God was right. The Bible rings true. Evolution can't account for life or death. Life only comes from life. Behind the whole of life, there must be life. How can this be accounted for? Well, evolution has no answer. Why is everything breaking down? Follow the science. True science. And you will find the law of entropy, or what is called the second law of thermodynamics, which shows that everything is breaking down. Things are not getting better. Things are not evolving in a progressive manner. Science argues that all is headed in the opposite direction. For everything to be devolving, breaking down, there had to be a good starting point. And according to the Bible, there was. It was creation week. When God finished the, his creation, he pronounced it, quote, very good. Genesis 2.31. Uh, 2, All was well. There was no death. Nothing was breaking down. But then, then, sin entered the equation. And that changed everything. We commonly call this the fall of mankind. The Bible accurately says the wages of sin is death, Romans 6.23. There is the culprit. It's this little thing called sin. And sin infected the entire human race. There is no exception to the death rule. All sin, all die. The rule of sin and death is universal, Romans 3.23 says, for all have sinned. This is why everyone dies got a better answer? No. The world has no logical answer as to the origin of life or the cause of death. When God's truth is omitted from the equation, people just mindlessly wander in death towards death. The word death literally means separation. God told Adam, in the day that you eat of it, that is the forbidden fruit, you shall surely die. That very day, he would have a death experience, and he did. Immediately upon eating the forbidden fruit, Adam and Eve had a guilty conscience come alive in them and suddenly sensed that they were estranged from God. Things were now different. Instead of experiencing sweet fellowship with God, they were now overtaken by fear and tried to hide from Him. Thus, they experienced spiritual death. This reality of spiritual death put in motion the death process that eventuated in physical death. And if we die in our sin without coming to know the forgiveness of God, then we will experience what the Bible calls second death, otherwise known as eternal death, eternal separation from God. So there are three interrelated aspects to the death problem: spiritual death, spiritual separation from God, physical death, the soul is separated from the body, and eternal death, where body and soul are eternally separated from God. The devil lied big time. In the fall of mankind, they listened to the devil and we have experienced death ever since. Death is called the king of terrors. The fear of death speaks to the reality that we are moral beings with a God consciousness. We fear accountability. The fear of death and what happens at death is a terrible form of bondage. That is where people without Christ live. If they are honest, dying scares them to death. Death is lurking everywhere. Death could happen at any time. There is no safe place. The grim reaper is stalking us. He is coming after us. We are getting weaker and he is gaining ground. It is terrifying. It's an old piece called The Appointment in Samara. As retold by Somerset Mogham in 1933. The speaker is death. There was a merchant in Baghdad. Here's how the story goes. There was a merchant in Baghdad who sent his servant to market to buy provisions. And in a little while, the servant came back white and trembling. And he said, Master, just now when I was in the marketplace, I was jostled by a woman in the crowd. And when I turned, I saw it was death that jostled me. She looked at me and made a threatening gesture. Now lend me your horse, and I will ride away from the city and avoid my fate. I will go to Samarra, and there death will not find me. The merchant lent him his horse. The servant mounted on it, and he dug in his spurs. He does. He dug his spurs in his flanks, and as fast as the horse could gallop away, he went. Then the merchant went down to the marketplace, and he saw me standing in the crowd. And he came to me and said. Why did you make a threatening gesture to my servant when you saw him this morning? That was not a threatening gesture, I said. It was only a start of surprise. I was astonished to see him in Baghdad, for I had an appointment with him tonight in Samaria. End of story. Ah, yes, the Bible says it is appointed for men to die once, but after this the judgment... Hebrews 9.27 Try as hard as we will to avoid it. Eat right, exercise right, get your shots. Our appointment with death cannot be avoided. But praise be to God, Christ has released us from the bondage of the fear of death. The blood of Christ now cleanses our conscience. Now we know the truth in Christ that there is no condemnation in Christ. We know the truth that in Christ to die is gain. Christ has so overwhelmingly defeated death that the very term death is no longer really appropriate for believers. The New Testament speaks of it as a departure. To depart and be with Christ is far better. The New Testament now speaks of the body as sleeping, as it is only a temporary condition that awaits the resurrection. In Christ, the sting of death has been removed. Death has been robbed of its victory. In Christ, there is dying grace. I often say that as people live, they tend to die. If they have walked with Christ, they know the fruits of that grace. Death is simply a release to glory. And for spirit-filled saints, there is a special supernatural grace that goes with it. For God's people, there is dying grace. John Wesley was right when he said, our people die well. Indeed, God's people die well. D.L. Moody aptly said, death may be the king of terrors, but Jesus is the king of kings. Indeed, he is, and as such, he conquered death. In Christ, truth overcomes the devil's lie, and life has overcome death. The only answer to the death problem is life that is found in Christ. Praise God for providing such a wonderful Savior for all those who believe in him. John 11:25. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, though he may die, he shall live. John 14, 6, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. And finally, in 1 Corinthians 15, 57, it says, but thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Lord, we have a terrible death problem. And it's everywhere. It's inescapable. And people are scared to death everywhere we look. And yet, Lord, we thank you for the truth, the truth of the gospel, the gospel of Jesus Christ, that that through him we have victory over death. Christ has conquered the grave. Uh, It's a fact of history. It's a fact of the gospels, and it's the good news. Lord, we want to thank you for Jesus. We can't thank you enough. We will be thanking you throughout eternity for uh, intervening and rescuing us from the death problem as we believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. Again, thank you for Jesus. We pray in his name. Amen.